T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And uh, we have Terry from Texas holding on line two, and we don't want to keep Terry holding. Uh, Terry, you're on WBEN. Hey, Sandy, I'm thinking of some names for the stadium. I got a couple I think are pretty good. Uh, the first one is uh, Field of Shattered Dreams. <laughs> okay. I got a Buffalo Expectations Stadium. With the emphasis on low, uh, that's good. Not too bad. And then uh, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenade stadium. Very good. You're very creative today. Not bad. Not bad. As far as the vaccination thing goes, um, I wouldn't partake in that. I don't get the flu shots. But I'm told uh, I suffer from toxic masculinity. So I'm actually immune to the coronavirus, uh, according to some doctors. Because you're too masculine? Yeah, the toxic masculinity kind of walks <laughs> is what I, what I read. And then lastly, about the reparations, I think that's a bunch of garbage. I agree with everybody else. I mean, nobody's alive today that contributed to slavery in any way, shape, or form. I certainly did it. And I'm not saying this to brag or to make myself look great or anything, but, you know, last week I, I worked for about 85 hours. Coming into today, starting on Monday, I'm at 44 hours already by you know, Friday afternoon, I'll be at about 70 hours. <clears throat> wow. I'm not out here. I'm not out here breaking my neck so that I can just give my money away to a bunch of people, uh, whether they be black, white, or otherwise, that don't want to work for what they have. I, I, I grind the way that I do because I like providing nice things for my family and setting myself up and my family with a nice future and, and be able to, you know, uh, just provide. I mean, that's just what I want to do. I wish that I could take some of this money because if everything were listed right now and we did live in a normal world, uh, my dream vacation would be to hop in an RV and go cruise around and see sites in my country that I've never seen before. But you know, you can't really do that right now because you don't know what protest you're going to roll through and end up, you know, getting the windows shattered on your truck or something like that. But I mean, that's just me and my take on your questions. Um, very good, very good. And a lot of the things I think a lot of other people, including myself, would like to do, hop in an RV and drive all over the country and, and see, the, see the world from the driver's seat or the cushion that you're, as you're reading the paper or doing what you're doing. Thanks, Terry. Thank you uh, very much. Terry from uh, Texas. Uh, let me see, let me see. Let me ask uh, Buzzy for a couple of Facebooks, please. 
Oh, Sandy, you ask, uh, you shall receive. And... Thank you very much. <laughs> very biblical today. Yes, yeah. thank you, thank you. I'm trying. I'm just trying something new. Uh, asking on Facebook, would you try take a new vaccine? And it's been very split right down the middle. I'm sure if we turned these um, answers into a poll, we'd be right around 50-50. Terry says different Terry than the one we just talked to. You betcha. I'm not afraid of it changing my genetic code and being a mindless drone of Bill Gates. <laughs> okay. And Melinda. You got to get Melinda That's right. in there, too. That's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go to line uh, three, and that would be Jeff in Clarence. Jeff, you're on WBEN. Yeah, hi, Sandy. I had a couple names that you probably don't want to use for the stadium. So I Okay. Uh first one is the Scott Norwood Arena. Oh, the wide right. Yeah, when you make all the roads coming into the arena a little bit off to the right. I like that. Yeah. You're take you're taking my thunder there. That's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You were, uh, that was your your setup line, wasn't it? I was gonna, but that's all right. I got more. Okay. What else you got? OJ Arena? Not good. <laughs> Russ Salvatore's Park and Steakhouse. Well, that would be nice. I'd like that. Good food. Probably, he's probably working on that right now, actually. And uh, the last one would be the Leon Zolgos Stadium, the assassin for McKinley. Oh, you, you are working overtime on these. Very good. You get a star from the teacher. Thank you very much. All right, uh, Mr. Buzzy Beamer again. Buzzy, Buzzy, Buzzy. What do you got? All right, back to vaccines. And Marie said, I want to start off by saying I am not against vaccines whatsoever. However, vaccines take years to perfect. I'm scared that if we rush to something as necessary as it may be, that we will find ourselves with a bigger issue than the virus that has a 99.6% successful rate. I think she meant to say uh, survival rate. All right. Okay, let's see. I want to thank. Um, do you thank people that are thanking you? I don't know, uh, Bernie. Do you do you thank somebody thanking you? Well, you don't have to, but I'm going to. Uh, th- thanks to Mike Ahern and all the Schreibers. Uh, the Schreibers are the owners of um, Northtown World Auto. A very very nice uh, note today. Uh, I've been doing their commercials for over 40 years. That's got to be a, a long. Uh, that's got to be a, a longevity record somewhere. Let's take a break, and they've been uh, great partners, and uh, we sold a few cars here, there, and everywhere. Uh, let's uh, go to the break, and we'll be back on News Radio 930 WBN. See some sad news um, just checked out on on the computer. Conchetta Farrell, who plays Berta in Two and a Half Men, and Two and a Half Men, I think, is the funniest sitcom ever written. Okay, bar none. Uh, well, maybe Seinfeld too. Uh, that'll tie. There'll, there'll be a tie. Seinfeld and Two and a Half Men. Uh, she suffered a massive heart attack, and she's on a respirator and, and unable to communicate. Uh, but she's in stable condition. Stable condition. Well, that's good anyway. But I, uh, I hope she pulls out of that all right. Very, very good actress. Very good part too. And uh, let's hope that she, uh, that she makes it through this. Let's go to line four. That would be Dave in South Buffalo. Dave, you're on WBEN. Yeah, I wanted to bring up something about reparations that most people don't know about. Okay, sure. It's a law 
There was a lawsuit filed against the USDA by African-American farmers in 1999. It was called Pickford versus Glickman. Look it up on YouTube. Um, they, had, they got a settlement of $1 billion. At the time, it was the, was the largest civil rights settlement. After news got out about this settlement, uh, there was a second filing. It became Pickford II. They got a payment of $1.2 billion. So reparations have been paid. And I know they paid the reparations to the Japanese Amer- relatives of the Japanese Americans uh, who were in- incarcerated in World War II just at the beginning who were U.S. Uh, citizens. Hey, thanks for that information, Dave. We always appreciate it. Thank you very much. Sure thing. Yep, so uh, that's good. Thank you. All right, let, let me see uh, uh, Mr. Beamer again, please. Oh, he's on the phone. <laughs> yeah, people say, is it easy to do a show where you can't see the other people? Yeah, it's, it's, it's easy for me because I'm a consummate professional. However, it's not that easy. Here are the questions, okay? When the restrictions are finally lifted, where would you go and what would you do, okay? I, one of the, who was it, uh, Terry from Texas said he'd like to get an RV and see parts of the country he hasn't seen before. The thing about America is we don't have as deep a history as Europe, certainly. But we have a good history, and there's a lot to be learned and a lot of fun to by uh, seeing the country and and he's right about rv is a good way to do it uh, because a you're always guaranteed you have a place to sleep every night that's nice because uh, sometimes if you just depend on hotels if you end up in a place where there's a convention going on or something you may not be able to get a room but you can sleep uh, you bring your own uh, uh, water you bring your own uh, shower if you if you want to use yours you have everything that you would have at home in a, a fairly compact space. <clears throat> They're not as hard to drive as most people would think. Now, if you go up and get the uh, the 45-foot ones, which is the uh, max, the biggest ones, they're the size of a Greyhound bus, you, you need some practice with that. Uh, but basically, if you don't, if you get anything smaller, uh, the campgrounds are very accommodating, and uh, there's always a room. Uh, unless you're in peak season, to find a little space for you, do the hookups and get to see the local area. It's very nice. Let's go to line one, and that would be Sue. Sue, you're on WBEN. Hi, Sandy. Hello, Sue. First of all, congratulations to you and Bernie. Thank you very much. I will pass that along to her. I'm sure uh, you'll take care of each other in your later years. Yes, she. I'm already in my later years, and she's doing a great job. I can tell you that. Well, uh, well, of all the questions, uh, yes to the vaccine. I love the Ralph. Um, that would be fitting. And yeah, and Ralph, Ralph was very generous in his will, uh, leaving half of it uh, to Buffalo, and his widow has been very generous as well. I would, I would definitely vote for the Ralph. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Well, uh, name the stadium you just did. You did that one. You have not done uh, the two cities that are considering reparations. Oh, definitely not. Uh, 
the uh, I'm definitely against reparations. Uh, you know, like the lady that called in, I think it was 20 acres and a mule. Now, I don't know, no one brought this up uh, as far as I know, but... In I think it was 40, but news, go ahead. Uh, there was an article, uh, excuse me, there was an yep. article... Um, Do you live in a bell tower? That's a very nice melodic bell, very nice. <laughs> My cell phone. <laughs> um, there was an article um, about a place in Africa, I think it was Ghana, or Guyana, whatever, that was, uh, they had 1,500 acres of land that they were offering to uh, black Americans. Really? And settled there. Okay. And uh, what I'm thinking, um, we should take them up on that offer and offer every black person that is dissatisfied with this country uh, an arbitrary amount. Uh, well, it's not just black uh, persons. It's also uh, white persons who are dissatisfied. What I don't understand is I, uh, is why, if you're so unhappy here, it's you want to change everything here, tear it all down and rebuild it to your liking. Yeah. Um, there must be some place in the world where you are happy, and that would be a place well, that you should go and settle. They can go back to their homeland. This is a country that is calling all black Americans to come and settle there and to live there and to become citizens there. And I say, fine, fine and dandy. Uh, let's encourage that. Give them the reparations of whatever amount, 20 grand or some arbitrary amount, uh, and a mule if they want a mule, <laughs> and get rid of them once and for all with the proviso that they lose their U.S citizenship they cannot come back well i have a feeling that if that was offered there would not be many takers i, I think the situation is like complaining about your own family you bitch about uh, your your cousin and uh, your friend uh, your who's your uncle and this and that uh but when push comes to shove uh you would st stay here i don't i don't think we'd get many uh, takers on that uh thank you sue thank you very much what do you guys think of Sue's uh, thing, uh, saying that if Af if people whose ancestors came from Africa were offered uh, like the 40 acres and a mule, and they're being courted by a country that she wasn't quite sure which country it was, but in Africa, uh, to uh, come back, come home, uh, for instance, I don't think there'd be many takers. So no, very few, if any. Because yeah. no, I think the worst of America is among the best anywhere else. I would agree with that. You think so, Buzzy? Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree that. Like, if I had a chance to go to Finland or Italy, I wouldn't go. I mean, I'd like to visit Finland or Italy. I'd probably prefer Italy for the food. <laughs> but I wouldn't go. Uh, we have some warts, yeah, in our country, but it's still the best country in the world. And the reason they're building the fence is not to keep people in. It's to keep illegals out. The big difference there. What a concept. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? And he's building and building. And do you hear anybody talking about the wall anymore? No. <laughs> no. Except for Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they keep building and building, and he visits the newest part of the, the wall. And remember, this was the end of the world. This was Armageddon for the Democrats. They weren't going to allow that. And then suddenly now there it is. Things have a way of working out uh, at the federal level. At least when you expect it. 
Okay, another one, Buzz. Yeah, talking about the virus on Facebook, we'll go with Suzanne, who says, you know what, I don't think I would want to be one of the first ones to do it. The speed they are developing it has me ask some questions. Not that I don't trust our medical professions, but I'd like a few more people to go ahead of me. Remember the expression, haste makes waste. Uh, haste <laughs> does make waste here. Uh, I'm telling you, I trust the medical people too, but think about it. They're human beings. Who doesn't want to be the first to come up with a virus for, the, uh, uh, for our virus? Uh, the answer is they all want to. I'm sure they still think they're taking every precaution, but somewhere along the line, if you can see that finish line, you're going to want to be the first one there. And um, I'd be a little nervous about taking the first one, but I would take it. Yeah. I would take it. With that said, though, Sandy, I think of this way as well. Yes, you want to be one of the first ones there, but say it gets approved and you've rushed this through and you're the first to get out and it has some awful side effect that people start discovering, well, then you're going to also be seen in a completely different light. Yeah, and remember in the Hippocratic Oath, the first thing it says is, first, do no harm. Uh, but the reason I would, um, I, I would be happy to take it, if it had a bad ending and uh, I said goodbye to the world as I'm leaving, I know that someday they'll build a statue to me, and then dissidents can, uh, can pull ropes around my neck, pull me over, yep, and then cut my head off and put it in the river. Yeah, they'll uh, say, so, let's take down that conservative talk show statue yeah. because we know that that conservative talk has been nothing but an act after Ex all these years. Exactly right. <laughs> and a I want them to applause as the head comes. Oh, the head comes off my pen, actually. Right yes. <laughs> the head comes off of your statue, and they drag it along beside a horse. Just make sure you get a good horse, at least 17 hands. All right, you got another one, Buzzy? I do. The virus it is pretty hot today. Melissa says, yes, I don't think that medical doctors and scientists are part of some grand scheme to hurt or defraud the American public. If the trials have proven to be safe, I will gladly get in line. Line right up. Let's take a break on News Radio 930. This is WBEN. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. And we are back with Beach and Company. Next on line five is a woman who can be identified simply by her first name, and that's Eva. If I say Eva, you know it's probably Eva Doyle. Eva is on line five. You're on WBN, Eva. Yes, uh, and good morning, uh, Sandy. Uh, first of all, let me congratulate you on your upcoming wedding. Thank you. Wish, Thank you very much. The, wish you the very best. And I know you don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to be very quick. Uh, regarding reparations, and uh, and your listening audience knows that I've been a historian for black history for almost 50 years, Sandy. I guess I yeah. you did retire. But anyway, the 40 acres in a mule is a very complicated issue. Um, I would suggest that your reader, your listeners, read uh, Special or Field Order Number 15, that was dated uh, January 16, 1865, because it gives a full description of that order and the fact that African American or blacks at that time were to get 40 acres and a mule. However, a couple things happened. Um, Andrew Johnson, who succeeded Lincoln, overturned the order. The second thing that happened was that the Ku Klux Klan terrorized many blacks who were trying to own land and forced them off the land. And I'll, I'll just kind of summarize real quick. If people want to get more information about this, they can check the Freedmen's Bureau, which kept records of land. They can also check the Library of Congress. And they can check, and this will be a surprise, the Mormon Church. The Mormon Church has thousands of records and documentation of blacks in this country going all the way back to enslavement. Now, and a woman called and told me something I did not know. She said that when blacks owned land, when the person who owned the land died, they did not automatically uh, inherit the uh, their children did not automatically inherit the land is that true that that was in some cases but i i will give you a personal example my grandfather owned 100 123 acres of land in alabama and i was to trace my history to 1845 wow that's what i tell african americans today that if the issue of reparations comes up in your state, you had better be able to prove and show documentation that you are a descendant of slaves, because that might be a requirement. And I think it would, and we got two cities, Providence and Asheville, who are considering this. Yes, and I've been able to do that by tracing my roots to 1845. But there's so much to this history Sandy, that's why I continue to do this work, and I thank you so much for your program, and I wish you the very, very, very best, you and your beautiful bride. Thank you. You're such a sweetie. Thank you very much. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Eva Doyle, you may have read some of the things she's written. Uh, she, she's very active in the community, and I like it when she calls in and gives us information we did not have before Eva. Uh, let's go to Andrew in Buffalo. Andrew, you're on WBEN. Uh, good morning. Um, I'll try to be as quick. I love your last caller, very intelligent woman. Uh, the, uh, the reparations, I would have to argue, no, because we, we know there were 600,000 souls that died during the Civil War. 
but what a lot of people don't know is almost 400,000 of them were the Union soldiers that freed the slaves. So I think we've paid a pretty heavy price in regards to freeing the slaves initially at the end of 1865. And then if we get into reparations, if we have to pay for reparations because of after slavery, okay, then then what's next? We're going to pay reparations to Britain for twice for our revolution and then the War of 1812. Then we'll have to pay reparations to the Germans for World War One and World War Two, and then we'll have to pay reparations to the Japanese for World War Two. So sure, yeah, it, it never ends. And uh, the, the number uh, I was uh, surprised. Eva said she can trace her lineage back to 1845. That's before Lincoln. Uh, so it's if if you have those kind of records, that's uh, that's remarkable. After all this time, it's, yeah, great call and stuff. A very very intelligent woman. Uh, as, as regards to you know, so no for reparations. No, I I think four hundred thousand souls giving up their lives is is enough. I agree with you. Uh, what about naming the stadium? You got any anything off the top of your head? I, I have the perfect name for all of West New York. It, it'll satisfy everybody. What's that? Stadium, untitled stadium. Untitled, so it's up in the air. Nobody knows. Well, no, that's because I personally I just want anything but veteran stadium because them them tough guys want to disrespect the military, disrespect the nation for our anthem. Uh, you know, anything. You know, we don't need to give them more uh, fodder to disrespect. In regard- something, something that uh, is beyond reproach. We'll come up with something before the top of the hour. Hey, thank you. Thanks for the uh, call, Dave. We appreciate it. Okay, let me see, let me see. Mr. Buzzy Beamer, I'm looking at, I got two shades of right. I got one here, which I've done, and I haven't done this one. This would be Dave in Orchard Park. Dave, you're on WB, because I just had a Dave, and this is a different Dave. Uh, You're on WBE on line one. Yeah, Sandy, I got an idea. We got a captive audience. For COVID nineteen virus, right? Often an early out for everybody in prison. So, what what would you like to name the uh, stadium? I'm saying if uh, I can, I'm having problems with the sound. Can uh, you guys pick up what he's saying back? Yeah, there? I just Mine's, had to disconnect the the. Uh, it was not clear at all. I couldn't make garbled, out either. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we'll say goodbye then. Um, sometimes it's tough. I couldn't understand anything he said, and uh, it, the sound was garbled. Was it garbled to you, too? Yes. Okay, good. It wasn't just me. Uh, all right. Uh, here, are the, here are the questions. When all, all of the restrictions are lifted, where would you go and what would you do? Also, name the stadium. I think the best one so far is the mattress one. They will... <laughs> I can't do it. I can't embarrass the Buffalo Bills. That's not what I'm here for today. Uh, but it it is a, a good uh, shtick there. Uh, so beyond name the stadium, would you take the uh, vaccine? Vaccine suddenly shows up and they say, come right here to this location, get the vaccine. Would you show up? All right, give us a call. We'll be back after this. The best um, stadium name I think we've had is Extreme Mattress stadium because the bills will score less a lot less that's good i like that one also you know the announcers always give the name of the stadium at the top of the broadcast and some suggest taxpayer stadium which is good uh but however if we really want to know 
that were being uh, held in tax captivity here in western New York. How about Overtax Stadium? Can you see the engineers live from Overtax Stadium? Uh, how about Overpriced Stadium, in case you think five bucks is too much for a bottle of water? Huh? Here in Overpriced Stadium. I think that would be good, too. What do you guys think of that one? Yeah, definitely appropriate on yeah. both calls. I think yeah. they would work. <laughs> Overpriced would be funny and overtaxed. So your word would get out no matter who was governor when they played football. It's live from Overtax Stadium. I have one, Sandy. What do you think about uh, this one? Our governor is a jerk stadium. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, I don't think they'd read that one, though. you got to give them something they can read. Uh, yeah, because, I suppose so. Because they do the same thing. They show the uh, stock image of, of uh, Niagara Falls, which was probably taken in 1947. You don't know how old that is. <laughs> yes. They send a crew up there. They go to Rock uh, Rock Burger and have a, have a burger, uh, shoot two minutes of film, and come back to the uh, stadium. Hey, how about Rock Burger Stadium? We'll get Jay to sponsor it. That would be very good. Uh, yeah. I'll grab you by the buns. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. We have your buns. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, okay. We have Kevin in Pendleton on line one. Kevin, you're on WBEN. Sandy, Joey, and Tony, I come bearing great news for you. Great news? What is it? The great news is this. I have the name for the stadium, and when the snowflakes come after the Bills to change your name, the Bills will be safe, and I'll tell you why. We will just call it Bills Stadium, B-I-L-L-S. The reason why? When I lived in Tampa Bay, down in the NFC South area, you know what they said the initials Bill stood for? What's, what's that? Best in losing last Super Bowl. So just keep it as Bill Stadium. And at the same time, you'll be able to uh, safeguard the name so they won't have to change the name. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, there's no sense in having to change it. Uh, we've had to change it several times. Uh, I still like the Ralph. I think it says it all. Uh, uh, your idea is good, but I, I still like the Ralph. Yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, after all, he is the one who had faith in them when everyone else didn't want to touch him with a 10-foot pole. And that's right. He did, and he went through some uh, tough years. I'll tell you that. Being, oh. being facetious, I think, yeah, I, I agree. Let's keep it as the Ralph. Keep it as the Ralph. Ra rah, rah. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much, Kevin. Let's go to, not the Bills, but we'll go to Bill in Eden on line four. Bill, you're on WBEN. Hey, Sandy. Yeah, like like uh, um, Kevin from Pendleton was saying there, those initials are also, boy, I love losing Super Bowls, so you, you called it that. <laughs> My idea was, um, what if we change the name of the team to something like the Buffalo Dirty Rugs because everyone keeps beating us? We could oh, jeez. Like and we can call it the dock. We could say the, the stadium is the dock at the pay because you know how expensive football stuff is. We'd all sound like we're from New England. It's not dark, it's dark. Okay, go ahead. I like what you're saying about the Ralph, though, because Mr. Wilson did a lot for us, and we should honor him in some way. And sometimes the way the team plays, it makes you want a Ralph. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be nice, because then when uh, uh, teams come from all over the country to play us, they'll, they'll know that the base of uh, Buffalo football was uh, Ralph Wilson. Yeah, well, hopefully we can get something going on at some point. All right. I uh, I hope so, too. Thank you. Thank you uh, for calling very much, Mr. Bill from Eden. Yeah, I think I think the answer is the Ralph. I'm going to officially give my stamp of approval to 
the Ralph. Uh, it doesn't just have to be the um, highest uh, bidder. Remember when the baseball field was built, it was called Pilot Field, okay? And the people, uh, uh, the, the Pilot uh, Field people with the money bought the name, and then we always called it pa- Pilot Field after that, even though it changed several times. Uh, Tony and Buzzy, I bet you can't name it, uh, at least three different names for that uh, that field. Let's see. Pilot Field, Coca-Cola Field, and Salins. Uh, oh, that's good. That's very good. Uh, Joe, Sal- Joe Salin is a great benefactor to the community, too. He sponsors a lot of racing uh, and, uh, and uh, certainly sports activities and had his own hockey uh, franchise, uh, field hockey uh, franchise. Now, I can name another one that that field so, was. That yeah, was Dunn Tire that? Park. Yeah, Dunn Tire. Oh, it was Dunn Tire. Right. It stayed Dunn Tire for a couple of years, too. Yeah, Dunn Tire Park, Coca-Cola Field, Salins, Pilot. And I think at one time was it not Comerica Park, but something around that? Or am I North just, America uh, Park? Something like I don't, that. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Do you think it was North America Park? Something like it sure. was for a very short time. You know, this is I why hear, Wikipedia I hear is so good. Keys clicking. Yes. As I hear keys clicking, I know somebody's Googling it, right? Uh, Tony's right. So it was Pilot Field from 88 to 95. I was born in 88. It was the downtown oh, ballpark in 95. You're it no was shame. North AmeriCare Park from 95 to 98. Oh, for the insurance. Okay. It was Duntire Park for 10 years, from 99 to 08, and then Coca-Cola Field until 18, and now it's Salins Park. Salins it's Field. Salins, yes, and uh, I think Salins is a great corporate entity here in western New York. They didn't have a field hockey team. They had a uh, soccer girls soccer, soccer. Girl the Flash. Soccer. Yeah, and and they had some good players on there. Yep, his daughter was uh, part of that team as well. Yep. So uh, we've got uh, some good naming rights all around. We have. I love that field. That's a nice field. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful place to catch there. a game. And you know, uh, the NFL can do all the highfalutin technical stuff they want, but when you walk into a ba- a well kept baseball yep. field. Yeah, I think it's more attractive than any football field I've ever seen. Yep. Speaking of football, did you guys know that they used uh, the uh, Bison's Park for a football game? I think they did it for a couple of years. It was for high school football. The first one I went to was Bennett versus Kensington uh, that was held there, and it was a great time. What was All High like? I've never seen All High was, you talk about throwback to the old days. Uh, Locker rooms were very dingy. We'd, you know, uh, get dressed under pipes that were leaking, walk out onto the field, and you only had one side of the stadium at that time uh, was in use. Of course, when I played, it was a grass field, and you had trees growing through the stands on the other side of the field. But there was just something about playing there uh, that was so neat. And I'll tell you, my memory of All High is I think that's when they used to play the Thanksgiving Day game. Correct. And, the Harvard and, Cup uh, game was played yep, there. Channel 7 used to broadcast it. Rick Azar used to do the play-by-play, as I recall. And that you're right. There was something special about it because you knew that either before or after you were going to have a Thanksgiving dinner. And then if the weather, a couple of times the weather really was terrible. But it made for an even more exciting uh, game when the weather is bad. Oh, I've been to some really bad games there, snow and whatnot. My freshman year, we missed out on the the Harvard Cup championship game by losing to Lafayette in the playoffs. I think it was like 7-6, to uh, something uh, like that, a low-scoring game. But I thought that that was going to be our year to go there, but uh, we didn't make it. 
And uh, so uh, we we did not know that you were that close to the Harvard Cup several times. Yeah, right and then uh, sophomore year to senior year, we stunk. So we only won two games each <laughs> year. So, so uh, my freshman year, we had a real good team. We were combined with uh, Emerson, and uh, that team that team was special. Well, you know, the, the thing about scholastic sports that's sad is that as people get older, they graduate. Now, not necessarily from Timon, but – uh, other other schools, <laughs> and so your ace quarterback suddenly is uh, somewhere else uh, with a job, and you don't have the team you had the year before. That's always tough. Yeah, we were a senior-laden uh, team uh, my freshman year, and uh, they all graduated, and then us young guys took over, and we weren't quite as big or as fast as the uh, the previous guys. All right, that about wraps it up uh, for Beach and Company. Uh, thanks for your participation. Uh, let's see. Let's do a, a quick recap. I think that uh, okay, it's over here. I got so much paper, I can't believe it. You know, it's one uh, thing is the public it doesn't really get to vote on the stadium. It's strictly no. up to uh, it would be up to the Bagulas if they decide who they want to be uh, who who's going to win the bid. I think it would uh, be very very nice if it ended up uh, being called the Ralph. Most of our audience would take the vaccine. We saw that. And most of our audience is against reparations. So there's the uh, the wrap-up. That about wraps it up. We will see you Monday, Monday, Monday at 9 on News Radio 930 WBEN. Sandy Beach WBEN studio rings out in support of those who rang the Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center victory bell today in celebration of a victory, large or small. Elvis has left the building. Oh, I wish we never had to leave the beach. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. What the hell do you know, you ignorant bastard? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.